Welcome to Meet the Musician, Mando Diao, at the Apple Store, Kurfürstendamm. Please welcome our guest moderator, Milena Fessmann. Hi and welcome. I'm very happy that so many people are here and I'm really honored and very pleased to welcome on stage Björn and Gustav of the wonderful Mando Diao. Hello. Hi. Oh, gentlemen. Hey, have a seat. To be honest. To you. Oh, it's your happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Björn Dick scored. Happy birthday to you. Wow. You. you. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> That's what I call true. True fans, thank you very much. Thank you. So, honestly, I thought I was well dressed up, but um, compared to you, that's you. what I call an outfit. Wow. Oh, these are just working uh, uh -huh. clothes for, um, <laughs> I think Hare Krishna wears them. <laughs> really, but they have orange, don't they have? <coughs> they have oh. a lot of colors. Okay, so colors. also white. They use the, the full scale. Yeah. You know. Okay, so this is But right now we're in working mode. <laughs> Okay, in relaxing working mode. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, and even because the record is just out. Yes. So, how does it feel? Is it sort of like comfortable? Is it satisfying that it, the baby is born? Oh. It's almost a little bit sad, actually. <laughs> Why? But you know, it's like when you when you raise your kids, you know, and one day you have to release them and they have to go out and learn about the world themselves and move away from home and stuff like that. It's a little bit like that. Uh, not as dramatic, but uh, it feels like that, you know. You, you now we release Alita to the world and Alita can do whatever they want with it, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So is it hard for you to sort of finish working on a, on a, on a record or on a project? So are you the, the, gu the guys who never get really finished because you always have to do something else? And we record and release uh, about one album a year. And um, so we, we are always in that like development phase, you know. Uh, so Ailita was recorded maybe between, f it, it took us one or two years, you know. But we already done the next one, the next album is already recorded, you know. So, so um, it's, it's not so hard, you know, it has to be finished because there's another one coming. Mm -hmm. Okay, so because you, as you just mentioned, you have been very busy the last years because when Give Em Fire came out mm. with a monster hit dance with somebody was 2009. Yeah. And then you did the Unplugged, then you did the Swedish Infruzet, yes. the very, very famous and successful album. And now the new album is out. Uh, you just mentioned and you have it very good, written on your t-shirt. <laughs> it's called Ailita. Ailita, yes. And uh, where does the name come from? The name, uh, actually, the first name it, it appeared uh, it was uh, a Tolstoy novel about uh, the Queen of Mars. It was a science fiction novel uh, about a commu communistic so uh, society in Mars, you know. And Ailita was the queen. and. Uh, after that, there was a synthesizer named after this character, I think, you know, from the Soviet Union, built in the 70s, and we, our edition was from the 80s. But uh, everything was on this. We found it on a second-hand shop. And in, in, in Russia, they have completely different uh, uh, engineering. 
So the one who built this didn't follow the same rules as um, they did when they did um, Western uh, instruments or techniques. So it was like doing like, like this almost, like you have to, everything is backwards, you know. So in our point of, point of view, uh, Aelita behaved uh, much more um, uh, like a human being almost. It was much more like getting to know someone than getting in control of a uh, technique or technology. And then we started philosophizing about the technology we have around us, everywhere, where we're connected with each other. And it's so complex these days. So for us to just say that it's a dead thing is not really true. There's no evidence that man is in control over internet, for instance. Though man created internet, it has no control over it. It's a machine, but it's a living machine, you know, in one way. The same with the economics. And for us to see music and, mu and instruments as not dead, but living things, people you can have relationship with, then it opened up our world. Okay, so what is Alita? Is it a she? It's a philosophy. It's a philosophy. It's a philosophy, yeah. For um, us, it's letting okay. go okay. Of, the, you know, of our old way of seeing stuff around us. You know. It's a way of us opening, opening up our arms for future, of mm -hmm. course, but also for history. The first thing we did was not, uh, when we, when we, after we discovered this, the first thing we did was not go into space, you know? Mm. The first thing we did was the Infruset with 100-year-old poems from Sweden. Mm -hmm. And that was also opening up and letting go, you know? Mm -hmm. So, having that in mind, because when you, when you found this more than a machine, let's call it like this, because it's, it has a very special sound. If you compare it, it's sort of Soviet queen of analog synthesizers. It's like the Sw Swedish, uh, not Swedish, uh, Soviet comparison to the Minimook, which was, yeah, okay, is yes. very famous Possible. in music, like Kraftwerk mm -hmm. did it, Emerson, mm -hmm. Lake and Palmer, Lucky Man, and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. is there a famous song written on a liter besides your songs on the album? Probably not. I don't know, actually, yeah. but... Um, I tried to find out, but I couldn't. I don't think so. I like like, so. like Gustav said, you know, that's, it's not really the important thing for us with this synthesizer. Mm -hmm. that, that's the symbol for us, so... The symbol of change. It's and not really who used it before or okay. who, you know, nothing like that. We just stumble on it by coincidence and then it opened up. So, so when it opened up like this, um, how much impact had the idea and the philosophy of it actually to the music because it has a special sound and when you used it or you, you probably took it in into the band and the music and the philosophy how much actual impact had it on the music the sounds which comes out of this when you have a relationship with an instrument that is not technical more biological uh -huh. then for us as musicians and especially as songwriters it opened up and our melodies became a little more sensitive and we had much easier to describe our emotions mm -hmm. so we played a little bit like jazz would be maybe the best way to describe it how we play the music mm -hmm. not according to tones or chords or notes like we were used to but much more free you know because we didn't really know the techniques so we had to kind of improvise all the time so it was improvisation so the melodies uh, I, what i've seen on 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 Aelita, maybe that 
on the other albums, they were more like da 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 da. <laughs> and now they're more like da 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 da. Like it's kind of floating, like yeah. the Swedish language. You yeah. Know. Uh, it's like goes up now, you know. You know. And so, uh, so to us, it feels like we're closer to our personality in that way, you know, to our emotions, uh -huh, to our okay. personality. That's a, that's a very strong, strong feeling. Yeah, but listening to the record really gives you, as a listener, a very strong feeling. Because mm. when you listen to the old records, of course, it's, it's Manu Riau, but with the new one, it's sort of like there's something totally new in the sound and in the music, but also in the, as you mentioned, the intensity, probably. Um, yeah. So it feels, just feels right. It sounds a bit stupid to say that, but it feels, for me, I just thought, oh, I think they got somewhere. So does yeah. it feel the same for you? Well, uh, yeah, it's hard to know where you are. Mm -hmm at the moment. You have to move to the next step to see where you were, <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying. So of it's course. very hard to see how we are. I, I think you are much, much easier to see mm. where we are and, and, and you hear the music from outside. I can't see really a difference so much between Alita and the other ones. I think that Alita to me sounds like me and Bjorn and our songs and our memories and our feelings. And I see Bring Him In in that and I see God Knows and I see Dance with somebody and Gloria, and, and, and I see Infruset, and I also see Caligula mm -hmm. and what we did with the the art collective of Caligula. Uh, so for us, uh, um, it, it's it's a very natural, you know. It's like you 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 get bared in puberty. It's very <laughs> like it's a strange, maybe a change, but mm -hmm. it's natural, you know. Mm. You um, ha have always been a band who are sort of like moving forward, being curious of new things. Mm -hmm. So, and especially with a new album. So, and as you mentioned, so this is definitely not the end of, of Mandu Diao's sort of musical outcome. No, hopefully no, it's just uh, a start. It's, it's, it's a middle, probably, a somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, if you asked me that question five years ago, I would have said that, no, we're going to do like everybody else did. Uh -huh. We're gonna be punk, we're gonna throw our instruments on the ground and we're gonna smash them and we're gonna th smash hotel rooms and then we're gonna make rock and roll albums and we're gonna drink Jack Daniels and then you're gonna smoke cigarettes. And you all know the stories because you read it yes. in the books, you know. <laughs> but there are also cliches that you're taught that this is how you, you do, you know. Mm. And I would probably say that we are gonna quit the band before we were 30. You know? Yes, you did. Yeah, <laughs> so I did. Uh. <laughs> and now I know that we you're not going to quit a band mm -hmm. because it's not a band, you know. It's a way of expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is not going to quit, you know, until I'm dead, you know. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to quit writing songs, you know. <laughs> 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 we can count on that. Um, yeah. So, but how is the, uh, the, the, the actual work when you two work together? Is it, is it because you, you've been working together for so, such a long time? Is it so, mm. sort of like a natural thing? Are you arguing a lot? Is it, if, has everyone sort of different roles to play? Is it democratic or how is it, the process? Uh, it's very simple and music <laughs> is supposed to be simple. The day I met Gustav, I felt that this is a simple guy that I can work <laughs> with. You know. I was writing songs alone in, in uh, the Mandra Diao that were at the time, mm -hmm. then, you know, back in 97. But I felt that this, just the simpleness is the most important thing, and that leads to a lot of stuff. And the love we have for, uh, the, you know, the passion, the feeling mm -hmm. we have to music. It's a, it's a very simple way to... Uh, 
to base your life on pretty much. You don't need to go to therapists and stuff if you mm -hmm. have a guitar or an instrument. It's in a your healthy sofa. thing. <laughs> it's a very healthy thing. And uh, of course, between us as well. Uh, but, but like the, the basic would be that we sit and play with each other uh, yeah. a, a lot. Like we have, uh, I mean, guitars or now we have used a lot of telephones. Of course, uh, there's all kinds of instruments in your telephones and that's where you have all the time. And then we sit and play for each other, play because then you can play also songs you recorded, mm -hmm. but then also add instruments to it live while you're playing it. So. It's almost usually, you know, Bjorn sings, What's happening in that room? And then in my head, that goes into, Oh, no, 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 going old, you know. And, and that's how, exactly how we write. So we write pieces for pieces and pieces, and, and then an intro, and then a little piece there. And we sit like this, and, and, mm -hmm. and probably like most creative people work when they come up with something, you know, they sit and they mm. kind of, it's a way of socialize. We would never plan, you know. Like kids do, they don't plan what to play when they're when they're about to go into a room. You know, they just look around and then they like to throw themselves over something. And we do the same. You know, we we don't plan. We don't plan what albums we're gonna make. We don't plan what songs we're gonna make. Yeah. We just play with each other, and a lot of stuff comes up. And see what comes up. Yeah. Okay. So no plan behind this new record. No, no I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so maybe that's because it sounds so organic. You know, the only, the only thing that has been general through our whole career, maybe, if I look at it, is might be the love that we put in, as I talked about earlier, the mm. passion. That's, that's the main thing, you know. It's uh, very big to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, it's, and it, it, it's, it's a lot of love, and, and it's a lot of passion for music and for playing and for playing it live, I would say. Uh, th that's a lot of hate love relationship because it's not easy going and being away so much, you know, mm. but it's almost like a drug, you know, it's very, very hard to get rid of. <laughs> and we don't want to tour, seriously, we don't want to tour anymore. Uh, because, you know, but we, that's also, we can't stop, you know, mm. because it's such a relief to play live. It's like the natural state of mind. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's like mm. that. So we're gonna also going to play live probably till we die also. You know? Yes. So, um, <laughs> so that must be, especially when you make a new record, then putting it on stage for the first time must be like uh, a very interesting experience, let's call oh it yeah. like this, because you're probably very afraid how does it sound like, even if you rehearsal a lot. Mm. So bringing it out is again like bringing out the record. Yeah, but we've yeah. learned uh, that uh, the, the, the fear, what you talked about, being mm -hmm. afraid, uh, some people might think that we are not afraid and that's why we may dare to do changes and may dare to do stuff or, uh, or say stuff th that others don't. Mm -hmm. But it's the opposite, you know, we, we fear very much all the time. We, we are very uh, anxious and we are very nervous and especially live, you know, that's the biggest fear and, and I'm I, you can talk to me hours and you hours. You crawl around show. on the floor and basically, <laughs> yeah, and it's cannot, horrible. Cannot, it's it's yeah. horrible. And releasing an album is anxiety for almost two weeks when mm. you like uh, of, of, of like complete dark emotions. Uh, but what you learn is that uh, fear is something good, you know, because then you're doing something mm -hmm. and you're at something, and there's not an option to let fear set the rules. No, that's not a good idea. No, <laughs> it, th and that is what we say all the time, that we don't follow haters. Mm. You can't say that I'm bad or ugly or 
anything, you know. Th that's that's uh, not the mm -hmm. issue, you know. That is doesn't say anything about me. Mm, of course. It says everything about themselves. Mm -hmm. It says that you don't like this, you know. Okay, then I know stuff about you. But uh, um, what you learn is that the fear is what is kind of a proof that you are some somewhere and you're going somewhere. So you learn that the fear is actually not such a bad thing, you know. It's progress. Mm. So the option is not not to go up on stage when we crawl on the floor. <laughs> the option is to crawl to the stage <laughs> and get <laughs> up and play, you know. That's okay. So that's what we do all the time. Uh -huh, we have okay. to deal with the fear, go through the fear, and then perform. You know. mm -hmm. um, besides the sound of the new record and the, the, the emotions and the feelings you get when you listen to it, it also has a very special artwork, which you can see, of course, when you buy the CD. Um, and it seems that you put a lot of effort uh, into that artwork. It's it's very colourful on one hand, but it also has uh, something else in it. It's well not yeah. just the CD cover, no, no, no. it's yeah. even well the more. The aesthetics about it is one thing, how it looks, you know. Mm -hmm. but, but the idea with the cover from the beginning was that uh, the way we're consuming music, and this probably goes for all of you uh, today, is... Uh, uh, I mean, decades ago you bought one product and you took it home and you used that product every day, the same product until you pr basically worn it out. And then maybe you bought a new product. You know. mm -hmm. It was a vinyl, CD or tape, or anything. You know. But what you do today is you consume music on, on so many platforms and so many levels and so different terms you know, in life. It could be in the car and it could be with your, uh, with your uh, iPhone or your iPad. It could be on your computer. It can be um, on the CD. It can be so many stuff. So we wanted a cover that fitted every one of these platforms and also the use, the ability of these platforms. Mm -hmm. Because you see it, record co uh, album cover today on an iPad, that is a vinyl cover mm -hmm. that they create on an iPad, which is, if you think of it, insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, bit? Yeah, a bit, yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, what we wanted to do was to use them. So there will be one cover for CD, and one cover for, and a different for, um, for instance, what we're working on right now is on the iPhones and on the iPads, you will gonna be able to walk around in the artwork, mm -hmm. holding it up, then you see what's above you. Holding it down, you see what's below. If you're holding it back, you see what's behind you. So you can actually go into this 3D world, uh, the, the artwork, like a jungle. Mm -hmm. and, and, and wander around. And that's, so the, that's the artist as well. He created it like that. Mm -hmm. Ossian Melin, who is the artist, he's a digital artist, he works like that. He creates his own world in his head and then he creates it in the computer. You know. Yeah, it sounds great. He simulates it in the computer. Mm -hmm. So it's really a world to, to dive into. But uh, you know, there's, there's, there's never any excluding involved uh -huh, okay. in what we do. We're not, we're not changing formats or anything like that. We just, you know, taking in more, and uh, you know, just because we open up a door doesn't mean we close the one behind us. Okay. We never do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. It's up to you now. <laughs> yes. If you have any questions, um, we have microphones, so just um, give us a sign, and then there's someone coming. No one. Come on. <laughs>
This is your chance. Hi. Hi. My name is Sophie. Hi. Nice to meet you guys. Nice hey, to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, I'm a musician as well, and I uh, started listening to you when I was by an age of, I don't know, like 16 or something. Um, you did change during the past couple of years with your style, with your music, what I really like, because uh, as a musician by myself, I really do feel that music has to change every time through every journal of your life. Uh, and so right now, like my question is, um, if, you, if you have three words to describe your position as a musician right now, what would they be? Uh, big, not huge <laughs> Res responsibility. That's two words, but very huge <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> for the for the world and for the society, because I feel like uh, uh, one of the reasons why sometimes you feel like uh, uh, some kind of a uh, when societies become narrow-minded and when people uh, behave maybe racists or in in a fascist way, it's usually because people have not been showing their real sides. And I think there's a lot of artists out there who has a responsibility to always speak from their heart and not let haters set the rules, you know. If you want to dress like, uh, so, uh, you, you, you should do that, you know. And you should not think of what everybody else thinks of you all the time. So I think we have, as an artist, uh, not bigger responsibility as, uh, as you, because we all have the same. But we have a huge responsibility for society to behave, you know, to be ourselves. Uh, what made you color your hair blonde? <laughs> that's a good question. That, that's a good question. Uh, well, why are wearing white at the moment is because white captures other colors very good. Which means that if, I'm, uh, if I want a pattern on myself, for instance with projectors, then if I'm wearing white, uh, the white will change their colors. <laughs> And that's also why I wanted my hair white, because then it can take a shape of any color. So it's more like uh, opening up than closing. <laughs> <laughs> so you see there's a concept behind. <laughs> yeah, well, at least, yeah. It's a philosophy. It is, yeah, actually. Again, yeah, back But to philosophy. But you open up to technology, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah. So because you just said uh, about the responsibility, not only as a band, but also as a human being. So you actually see the band and yourself being like, role model is a very stupid word, but sort of being open to the world, being open to different sounds, being open to different developments, it is a big part of sort of your... Megalomania. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, somehow. Well, a part of, of our confidence comes within the job of musicians. And I think that I have a little too much <laughs> to say about mus uh, music and musicians. For me, mm -hmm. I value Bob Marley more than a religious figure, for instance. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I value Nina Simone's voice over a prayer Nearly or something. Uh, or something. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I value music mm -hmm. so much. And for me, it's politics. Mm -hmm. And we are in a nice city to talk about this because Berlin was once divided. And now Berlin has the best nightlife in the world, you know. And the DJ scene, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it is, yeah. And, and also, like, if you see how the DJ culture and, and the electronic music 
they had a, uh, they had a, the nightlife actually brought people together when they danced together, mm -hmm. and that is politics and that is music. Mm -hmm. So I value music very very high, and as a musician, yeah, I'm like a priest. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I would totally yeah, agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions? Hello, my name is Rafaela. Um, you were talking about the um, process of writing music. How long is a song, or you cannot really say? It depends on how your emotions are, how long is that process that you are saying you are jamming and trying to um, figure out the lines, how long is that more or less per song? That's different from time to time and very abstract to uh, describe. The only thing I realized is that as soon as we explored something or discovered something or been experienced something, we usually get inspired in some way. So it happens a lot on clubs, like if you if you listen to just beats going over and over again, you maybe sometimes start to feel a melody in your head, and uh, you record it on your voice memo. And then you know the work process, the arrangement of the songs, and, and like when we sit with our laptop, that can take a long time. But the actual stroke of luck or stroke from the music god up there is uh, that's more like yeah comes with that, I think. But it's interesting because it's kind of a, also kind of a <coughs> file sharing way because you don't, you never write a song without another song. <laughs> so you have to have another song or some, someone has to sing for me to sing, you know. So uh, our fuel is also other music. Mm. That's why we write a lot when we go maybe dance on a club but also when we ride our car and 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 uh, also when when we just uh, what i usually do is i, I go to uh, itunes and i check all the all the countries top 100 lists in every country in the world i mean brazil mexico cuba it's not there maybe but probably uh, <laughs> not uh, you know like uh, check thailand you know like check check it out you know to also be an explorer and then and then you'll find, and then you get inspired, and then you start writing. But after you start writing a song, it goes pretty quick, actually, because you have help. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so music from out there, other music from other bands, is, as you just said, an influence. Did you actually feel it when you write songs, so that you s sort of cling to, ah, I think this sound comes from, as you, you just mentioned, Nina Simone. I've got, yeah, I've got songs for all my melodies. <laughs> 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 okay. But, I, you know, because... This, I, I also, after construction, you know, when I know a song and I, I know that these two notes, mm -hmm. I didn't mean it, but they come from this Paul McCartney song from mm -hmm. 1973, you know. I know that, you know, uh, because I listened so much to it and it slipped there. And these three, the first three notes, they, they come from there somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's so fantastic. It's all collages, you know. So how did uh, Jan Hemmer came in? to the record. Are we because he's sending him an email? He's the god of the weeping guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I didn't know that. And he played and I really checked it because I didn't know that he's Czech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He no, is, and he played either. in a lot of fusion bands, probably not Weather Report, but something yeah, yeah, very yeah. close yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. So, and he did Miami Vice, of course. Mm -hmm. and That's then what I knew him for, okay. to be honest. So when you when just I heard the name, contacted him and he said yes. 
Yeah, and, and we, we had this idea that he was going to make something very cineastic, very huge, big ending of Black Saturday, maybe like a, so it feels like the world is ending, you know. And so we mailed him and asked kindly if he could do something. And then he sent back a two minute long guitar solo. <laughs> and we were kind of, what? <laughs> we can d we can do that. We said yeah. We exactly. <laughs> my first <laughs> reaction was I can do that. You know <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it? But, you're not but then I listened another time, and then I thought, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I cannot do that. But I had no idea that it was a key guitar uh, a synthesizer. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I, I I found out by accident by by video googling him, and all of a sudden he was. Uh, standing there, and I thought it was a guitar, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I couldn't hear the difference. I thought it was this big heavy metal solo, and I thought, finally, we can go down on our knees and play, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's interesting because they all did come back. Giorgio Moroda had a very big comeback. Oh, so true. it's uh, Falter Maya somehow did mm. a comeback, yeah. and now Jan Hammer, you brought him back on yeah. stage somehow. Yeah. Well, you know, oh. the, yeah, uh, uh, for but us, it's... Uh, did he listen to the final song, to the, 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 the finished product? Did you send it over to him? Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, and what yeah. did he say? No, but he... He, he, he liked the track. He liked the track immediately. Okay. He loved it, you know. Uh, but it felt very like, yeah, him and the guitar. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Go back to watching TV or something, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like that. That was kind of the reaction. In, oh, it took us a couple of hours, then we got an email back with a long solo. Like. Okay. It must be a, uh, quite a big relief being able to make music like that as well. <laughs> like you did, just that, like and then. Yeah. Okay, so, but it's not how you're going to end, hopefully. Oh, I don't no. know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We the don't ending know. of the world is a long solo of John <laughs> Hammer. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> So well, you never know. Yeah. That's an interesting no, thought. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> you go uh, down on your knee and then. Yeah. And it just—it sounds like a guitar, but it's synthesizer. Yeah. Mm. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, it's a wonderful album. It's called Elita. Yeah. It's out and it's very good to listen to and it's very good to watch it wherever you're gonna watch it, even on a CD or wherever. So um, thank you very much for coming. Thank and you. Thank you. Have fun, success, and whatever may come. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank thanks. you, and thanks to you. Thanks to you.